Inside Sources. Inside Sources. America's voice of reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Well, no matter where you fall in your perspective on immigration and border security, it is an integral part of an American conversation. And it actually has been from the very beginning. Uh, Most people don't recognize or remember that in the Declaration of Independence, uh, once they started to get to the list of grievances of what was going wrong or what they wanted changed, the importance of immigration was way before they got to things like taxation without representation. So immigration has always mattered in this country. And right now we have a system uh, that is flagging and failing uh, so many And so it's a time for a different kind of conversation about how we address that. How do we make sure we maintain the dignity of human beings and the integrity of our borders and sovereignty? Uh, What kinds of conversations should we be getting to? Uh, Well, someone who's constantly engaged in that kind of thinking, Fiona Harrigan, of course, is associate editor at Reason, reason reason.com. She primarily covers immigration and foreign policy. And uh, Fiona, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, So today we want to get to your piece talking about a really crucial part of this whole conversation, and that is the green card process. Just tee that up for our listeners. Yeah, and the source of this is a really important and eye-opening report from the Cato Institute that came out recently. Um, And this report covers a lot of the dysfunction in the process that delegates green cards. Um, And at a basic level, a green card is what lets someone live and work in the U.S. as a permanent resident and eventually provides a pathway to citizenship. So this is a really important step for immigrants who want to live here long term. Uh, The U.S. gives out a certain number of green cards across several different categories every single year. Um, But uh, several of those categories are capped, which means only a certain number can be given out every year. Um, Demand far outweighs supply. Um, which leads to a backlog. And that's what this Cato report really gets into. In the late 90s, there were 10 million pending applications in the green card but uh, backlog, but that backlog has now tripled, more than tripled, to 34.7 million applications today. Uh, but despite that historic demand for green cards, only about 1.1 million green cards will be given out this year, which is about 3% of applicants. So This demand is a really, really good thing. It signals that there are a lot of people, whether they're employment-based applicants or family-based applicants, who want to build lives here and contribute to the economy. Um, But our failure to meet it is is a really debilitating thing for those goals. Uh, There's a lot of growth and a lot of progress that's being left on the table. Yeah, no question about that. And I think it's so interesting when you look at uh, a lot of the rules around this, and you pointed this out in your piece and from the Cato report, uh, looking at some of these caps, describe for us the, these caps. One, I, I, I keep trying to get my head around the fact that we have 34-plus million uh, applications that are just pending, uh, and only about a million of those can go through. Some of that is based on this idea of the, the caps. Explain that for us. Right. And a lot of these caps uh, kind of come in as, as ways to ostensibly protect Americans, uh, American workers. That's a really big one. So only so many foreign employees can come in in a given year um, and adjust to green cards. But, you know, if you think about it, we have so many open jobs and there's pretty low unemployment right now. So a lot of the reasoning behind these caps just doesn't make sense. Same for uh, family-based applicants. Why are we denying people the opportunity to reunify with their families? And a lot of what those backlogs create is these 
insane wait times for people. Um, in the Cato report, one of the most striking uh, factoids is that Indians who are uh, half of the applicants in employer-sponsored categories, they might wait up to a century for a green card. So in effect, there are people who are dying long before they ever get a chance to secure permanent residency here. It's really mind-boggling. Yeah, and uh, you, you also pointed out in the in the piece that fewer than 1% who want to move permanently to the U.S., uh, and they want to do it legally, uh, less than one percent are going to actually be able to do it legally. And so, again, we create all these perverse incentives uh, that cause people to come here illegally. Uh, But again, a lot of these are not the things that we normally think about. You talk about this large number from India uh, and what they would add to our communities and to our businesses and to the economy. Uh, And some of them, uh, I mean, a century is a pretty long time to wait for a green card. Yeah, and I will add that a lot of these people who want to adjust to green cards, they already live here. They're just on temporary work visas waiting for a green card to become available, uh, which means that ultimately they have to renew these temporary visas and they don't have any assurance that they're going to be here long term. You know, if it's employment based, they might get laid off and they might have to go home. And essentially, you know, their work for the past decade or two has been for nothing. They don't have any way to stay here permanently. So these these things are things that really, uh, you know, limit the economy's growth. And they also push people to be more willing to immigrate illegally, right? Because if the legal system is inaccessible, people are going to look for the easier option. And in so many cases, it is much easier to immigrate illegally than it is to immigrate here legally. Yeah. And Fiona, I'm so glad you pointed out the fact that so many of these people are here in the country. They've come on work visas. So they're they're part of our communities already. They're part of our businesses already. And then they have to go through the mental gymnastics and the legal hurdles and hoops uh, that just seem to go on and on forever. Uh, and again, none of that is is good for anybody. Exactly. And we should recognize that this demand for green cards, this demand for a way to stay in the country permanently is a really good thing that we're lucky to have so much interest in. You know, there's so much interest around the world in becoming an American and becoming a contributor to American communities and economies. Uh, and our, our failure to recognize that is is really only to our disadvantage. Yeah. And as you pointed out in the piece, uh, that all of this, getting the system right, benefits everybody, including American citizens, including the American economy, uh, and getting it right. Uh, so as you look at the the path forward, uh, what are you keeping your eye on in terms of any spaces where there might be some movement uh, politically and congressionally uh, that might help to start changing the dynamic in this process? You know, immigration these days is so directly tied to uh, border security and border conversations that I I find that there's not a lot of room for conversations about incremental reform and and little things around the margins that people can agree on uh, across the aisle. So that's been disappointing, but I'm hoping that as people see the effects of uh, a lethargic immigration system, a lethargic legal immigration system, uh, that they come together and, and kind of settle on these common sense reforms, these things that can help the economy, that can help bring more high-skilled, highly educated workers here, family members, refugees. It just it extends to so many aspects of who we bring in and how we design our system. Um, so I'm hoping that as, as people recognize these things that they can kind of settle on reforms but um it's an uphill battle for sure it is and i think you hit the the nail right on the head there fiona in terms of so much of it has been tied 
to border security and illegal immigration uh, that we're often missing the point. This is one of those that always astounded me in when I was there as a chief of staff that everybody agrees. <laughs> everybody knows this is a good thing. Im- legal immigration is a good thing for this country. And if we could set the other political stuff uh, on the side, we could get, as you described it, Fiona, common sense, rational, reasonable things uh, that do both of those things that ensure the dignity of human beings and our fellow travelers and the integrity uh, of our borders and our laws. Those are compatible principles, and I think we can we can get there. Uh, Fiona, great, great piece today. Fiona Harrigan, of course, associate editor at Reason, Reason.com. Uh, Fiona, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Again, that's Fiona Harrigan from Reason. You need to check out her piece on the green card process. It's utterly failing, uh, and uh, she goes through it in just such a rational, reasonable kind of way that Statistics are astounding. 34.7 million pending applications. These are people who have come here on work visas legally. The system is broken. It needs to be fixed. We need to disconnect it from the political rhetoric and get to the principle and policy solutions that will take us right back to where we started this country on immigration. We'll be right back.